Well, I've been looking forward to this interview for a long time, and I'll tell you why. There's some personal reasons a little later, but Hollywood Bets has become a huge brand. Sponsors of the major race courses in South Africa, certainly the coastal race courses, and the biggest horse race, the Durban July, which is now called the Hollywood Bets Durban July, plus Sharks Rugby and their stadium, Dolphins Cricket and their stadium, of course, globally, the Dundalk race course and the Premier League team, Brentford FC, always seem to be able to beat my, the team that I support over there. I think it's because of their Danish wonder coach, Thomas Frank, but I'm sure we'll get more from Devin Heffer, who joins us now. Devin, let's get on to the business side first. Betting on the Rugby World Cup, is this a big boom for you guys? Thanks, Alec. Thanks for having me on your podcast. It's, it's really good to be here. Uh, yeah, obviously, all the all the talk and all the vibe is around the Rugby World Cup. Um, a little bit more about Checkers Incredible. <laughs> uh, almost, it looks like ambush marketing, but uh, they, they've been knocking it out the park with their, their marketing. It's been brilliant. But uh, yeah, you know, the, the Springboks Awake it. But for us personally, yeah, it's been it's been a really good start. Um, you know, a lot of people piling on to South Africa following their you know their big win over New Zealand and the warm-ups, um, and yeah, for us, you know, we had a brilliant hold on the the first game against with between New Zealand and France, um, and obviously the result going our way. A lot of South Africans, you know, backing backing the All Blacks, so it was our biggest hold for a rugby game ever. So yeah, no, it's been off to a good start, and uh, but not too many results going our way the the rest of the time. So yeah, we 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 pretty much break even at the time, but uh, I think it's going to get really interesting as the tournament goes on. What does that mean, your biggest hold ever? Well, in terms of the amount of stakes that we're holding, uh, so the amount of bets we've laid, the amount, uh, the total stake uh, wagered on the on the match. So, um, in terms of yeah, you know, the rugby we've we've been running since we started our business, uh, that that has been our biggest hold on a rugby game, which has been quite fantastic, especially when you consider that we've had rugby World Cup finals, we've had British and Irish Lions games, Springboks games, often. Uh, so yeah, we're looking forward to when we have more matches like this, and I'm sure we'll pretty much break that record as we go. On. Are you primarily a South African business? We do know now that you are sponsoring global operations as well. Yeah, look, we you know we we Durban born and bred. Um, Hollywood Bets has been going well. If you as as the actual brand Hollywood Bets around about since '98, '99, and uh, with our first shop open around about that time. Uh, obviously, it was born out of winning form, the race card, which uh, stems all the way back uh, to the mid-80s. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're Durban born and bred, proudly South African. Um, primarily, all our business is mainly here. Uh, we have kind of branched out uh, into Mozambique. And uh, we obviously then, yeah, we've, we've got online and mobile operations in the UK and Ireland. So yeah, that, but um, at the moment, yeah, we're still primarily based here in South Africa, and uh, yeah, we 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 try to get going even more in the UK. We've been there for a couple of years now, but um, yeah, you know, it's it's hard work out there, but uh, yeah, we're constantly getting better. So yeah, we just keep working at it. What is it about South Africa and online betting? And uh, I, I say this because Bet uh, Betway, which is another big global brand, uh, is also born out of Durban or born out of uh, South Africans at least, although I think they, they operate now from the UK, unlike yourselves, you still operate very much uh, in KZN. 
Um, well, I think in terms of South Africa, I mean, the, the gambling business has been booming. Um, the advent of soccer betting in the mid-2000s where it really started taking off. I think the advent of mobile betting also uh, really um, took off, especially with um, people now being able to bet anywhere, anytime. And then if you look at, you know, around about 2015, 2016 with, you know, a lot of um, businesses, especially ours, taking into account e-wallets, um, you know, um, cardless banking, that that really boosted the industry because then, you know, you were opening it more to more people and more people. And I think also when you look at um, your value-added services through top-up vouchers, I think, um, you know, we, we like to consider ourselves one of the forerunners of that and, um, you know, where people now can, they don't need to have a bank, they don't need to have a card, they can go to their local spaza shop, um, they can, you know, basically anyone now has got a terminal, they can sell you Hollywood bets vouchers or, um, you know, all the different offerings like Flash or Kazang and um, that, that, that's been amazing and I think, you know, South Africans love their football, I think that's the big thing um, and that really boomed the industry. Um, you know, horse racing, I think, has probably started taking a backseat when it comes to that in terms of football betting. And then when you look at COVID, when COVID hit and there was no live sport, which obviously was a big hit to a lot of the industry, um, that's when your casino games, your slots, your scratch cards, all that started coming through. And, um, you know, where primarily it was only land-based casinos that could offer similar type games, though it became available to everyone. So, um, you know, when you look at the likes of our, our competitors, Betway, WSB, all that. And I think if you look at the marketing these days, it's very much based around casino betting because it is a it is a booming industry at the moment. And uh, yeah, but I think that's with South Africans, it's all about accessibility. And I think, you know, it's as we data starts becoming cheaper, um, we'll start seeing more different products become more available and, and I think more GGR, more stakes coming through as we go. Just explain that a little more, if you would, the whole Kazang relationship, in other words, into the informal sector. If I were to take a bet uh, through Hollywood Bets, could I cash it in as well uh, through a Kazang terminal? No. So your your Kazang terminals or your Flash terminals, all that, um, basically what it's done to the market is before, say, you know, if you walk into a spa where obviously Blue Label are very big and Blue Label have also started doing their own terminals. Um you, you're not buying bets. You're buying basically like you would buy airtime to top up your phone. You're doing the same with, with your betting. You are buying uh, credit for your account and then you're topping up as you would. So, um, and from that, once you've, you've played with Hollywood um, and you want to withdraw and everything, uh, then there's the different options. Obviously, you've got your bank accounts that you can do EFTs and then obviously your cashless banking, your e-wallets, your cash sends. Um, that's that and then obviously your retail branches um if you have them uh you know the, any customer can go to any retail branch and withdraw from there so yeah there's there's no withdrawal options at the moment through those terminals um but yeah hopefully maybe it's something for the future let's watch the space accessibility very interesting now the, the story of hollywood bets is one as i mentioned in the intros uh, that i've been following closely and that's because my very first publishing venture was something called racing digest in the mid-1980s, and your dad, Owen, had winning form uh, then, taking on the big guys, both of us, and uh, he, winning form is still around today and still a, an, an excellent form guide. But how do you convert from being a, a small form guide into this giant business that Hollywood Bets is today? 
I think Alec, I think when you when you look at it, I think one, it's it's a passion for horse racing. Um, that's where a lot of people and you know, we explain to a lot of our team members that join us, you know, if it wasn't for horse racing, we wouldn't have our business here today. Um, and I think when it comes to Owen, I think I, I think the difference between him and other bookmakers was he always tell you he's not a bookmaker, he's a punter. And I think that's that's the big difference is the business started out looking through the eyes of the punter, through the customer. Um, you know, a lot of, of how we base our business was was obviously through a trip to Las Vegas uh, after the Breeders' Cup uh, back in 97 uh, through my old man and a mate of his. And obviously, you look at the Breeders' Cup, their colors being purple, taking place at in Los Angeles at a place called Hollywood Park. So that's where Hollywood came from. And uh, then... But it was very much a trip to Las Vegas after that, where although um, you know Owen doesn't gamble when it comes to casino games and all that stuff, it you walk into a casino, you get treated like king. You know, I think customers king there. Every casino there's fighting for every inch. The 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 waitresses are beautiful. They come and treat you with a the smile. They they look after you. You feel welcomed. You don't want to leave. You you want to be interested in that and. I think when we came, when they came back from that, it it was this motivation to say, well, why can't we change the bookmaking industry in South Africa to make it welcoming? Let's take your old tote shops, which were you know dirty environments, white plastic furniture, smoky rooms, toilets that didn't work, you know, latches that were broken, um, you know, the basics. You know, it it wasn't very difficult. It was you know, greet your customers with a smile, make sure the beer's ice cold. And the bread is fresh and make sure that they have something to eat that they like. I think that comes to another story when you talk about the famous bunny chow. But I think it, it was very much a basic thing was look at it through the eyes of the customer. And I think for us, we changed probably retail betting in South Africa in that instance and in that it was changing the environment. So we, we made it clean. We made it welcoming. We had nice basic furniture, but a clean and, and happy environment where where our team also got made to feel part of the business and from one branch became two and slowly started growing from there into what we have today so where we have 98 retail branches across south africa um almost in all provinces and um obviously through mobile and online betting is you know taken up the majority now of our, our business but we still keep our re- retail branches going because um, I think for our customers, they play such a vital role in terms of, of that trust and, and that concrete thing that they can touch, they can feel, and they know they can go into if they've ever got an issue. So, you know, we have a lot of people who still prefer betting through retail. We still treat our customers the same. We still look after them. And uh, I think the one thing that's a big difference is before it was always the bookmaker was always right. And, you know, you made your, you know, you made your your win on the day, or you, you know, you you balanced your book, as you'd say. You close shop and leave. You know, I think for us it was a case of let's open early, let's make sure that our customers who who, especially when soccer betting started taking off, you know, they can't come into a shop at ten o'clock during the day while they're working. So we started opening our branches at six a.m. You know, and we found up it's just buzzing until eight a.m. and then it was quiet. But it was one of those things. Um, I mean. I think one of the first things, if you go back, especially horse racing, um, no bookmakers used to open on Monday because the Kimberley race it. And that was one of the things that we started doing. And, and it changed the game because I think the one thing you'll learn about punters is that they, they're always looking for something to have a bet on. So, you know, the business has been built around that, looking after the customer, giving 
them fantastic service with a smile and making sure they have they have everything on offer that they're looking for. I know, given your dad's background, you didn't grow up with a silver spoon in your mouth. Did you get involved in the business as a young boy? Um, I think I've grown up with the business pretty much from the beginning. Um, but, you know, it, obviously going to the race course as a youngster, um, always loved going down to, to Gravel Race Course, um, you know, my, my favorite jockeys were, were, were Jeffrey Lloyd and, and Pierre Stratum and all that and following them. Um, and it was, it was, it was always one of those things, you know, you kind of grew up with it, but you, you know, I, I only really learned about it after varsity. Um, and again, it wasn't really something, you know, for me personally, it was, it was, I needed something to do after varsity. I didn't quite want to go into the sports science realm, which I studied and I did quite well at, but I, I wasn't, it wasn't for me but I, I really started very much at the bottom checking soccer sheets and checking that teams names were spelled correctly and started learning about odds and from there you know I started getting into it learned about horse racing betting side of things started working in our betting ops for horse racing from the bottom and kind of worked my way through it so from there it's, it's been a great journey for myself learning the business from the bottom up um, and yeah the, the one thing is yeah I think as 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 the heifers in the in the businesses, you get treated more harshly than anyone else. So, you know, and that's I think uh, uh, when it comes to family. But it's been fantastic in that sense, and that we know what's expected, we know what the little rules are, and we know the standards. But um, you know, talking about the silver spoon and and not being born with it, I think that's the beauty about Owen and the the business is that, you know, you look at winning form and how it started was you know selling tipping sheets outside of Gravel Racecourse you know, with with literally four rand in his pocket and and how that business grew from there into what it is today. Um and yeah, I mean, you know, he he mentioned a little bit about racing digest and obviously there was computer form where you were the big um you know the big dogs at the time. But uh, I think tenacity and perseverance and I think just a battle for survival was a big thing when it came to Owen and his business. And it's been amazing to see how he's installed that in all his team members. Um, everyone who works in our business, I mean, we got 6,227 people. We work, team members who work in, for the Purple brand now. And I think every single one of them understand that that's, you know, there's, there's no such thing as, as you know, getting anything for free. you got to work hard for it. And, I mean, we've really enjoyed the journey. We, we, uh, we're still very much, um, you know, Owen's very still much part of the business. Um, and, uh, but we, he's built an incredible team around him. And I think that's why, you know, we are where we are today. We wouldn't be there without that team. Just as an, uh, a little aside to that, Warren Buffett, the world's greatest investor actually started his, one of his very first jobs was selling tip sheets outside the Axar Ben race course in, uh, Omaha, Nebraska. So your dad comes from a very good pedigree. But from, from your side, uh, it, it appears that you've got a dream job now. Of course, he worked hard to get there um, by being involved in the sports industry, which you're very passionate about. But how, what's the strategy? Um, uh, you focused on KZN, of course, but Brentford, for instance, and now an Irish race course. How does this all fit together? Yeah, you know what the funny thing is? <laughs> You know, we used to say we didn't have a we didn't have a marketing team. You know that you know they're very much the leaders would come together. We get an office, you know, and an offer would come through to do, get involved in something and say, "Are we going to do it? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, let's do it." And I think 
our sponsorships, if we, if we look back, um, you know, first off, it started very much at grassroots levels. And that's always what's been a big part about Hollywood Bets is our development strategies and how we can give back to the communities that support us. And that very much started was we had our retail branches and we said to them, listen, go find a charity organization in your community and a sports team in your community, not one that's the most popular club in the in the community or one that has everything or one that's going to be give you the best brand exposure. It's going to be how can we invest in the people that are supporting us? And that's how those kind of things grew. And we still do that today. And but now we've actually got our own nonprofit organization called the Hollywood Foundation, which, you know, we we're doing incredible work throughout South Africa with that. But out of that started going through grassroots to club level. And then it was really much in 2015 when um, Dolphins Cricket, which we're, we're very passionate about cricket. Cricket's probably our biggest love, uh, owner myself, apart from probably equal to horse racing. Um, and it was very much a, a conversation where the Dolphins needed a bit of assistance. Would we come on board as an associate? Yes, 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 let's do it. And, um, you know, it kind of grew from there. And I think that's kind of always been the strategy is, is kind of see how things are going, how things and take them on as we go. I mean, you know, when we look at Brentford, for example, uh, I think a lot of people think, you know, that was a very strategic decision. And if you look at the background of Brentford, I think, you know, how did, how did they find this, this, what we would term a gem, I think, if you look at where we are now. But I think um, if you look at the owner of, Brentford is a guy named Matthew Benham and also himself a punter. Um, and what he built Brentford on was when he, you know, obviously bailed out them out when they were in huge financial trouble and was to apply the money ball system basically in terms of he was using stats, he was using people to, to um, study games, look at all the areas that people were ignoring and use that to build his betting base. You know, and he would start making his money like that, and he was very successful. Um, and he said, "Well, why not apply that to building a football team?" And they started with that. Uh, funny enough, Brentford were in the fourth division or the fourth tier of, of 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 football in the UK. And through the years, they have built themselves up now to a top ten Premier League team, which is 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 quite remarkable. And it was very much a, a LinkedIn message that came to our um, our CEO Rowan who. You know, they said, listen, we're from Brentford. We, we've been seeing what you guys are doing. We see the incredible work you do in the community and your business is doing well. Would you be interested in sponsoring a, a Premier League football team? We've seen that you started in the UK. And we started discussing. And funny enough, Owen said if there was one team that he could sponsor, any, any team in the world, it would be Brentford because of the Matthew Benham story. And um, because he loves his numbers, he loves his stats. And we ended up chatting and we found that they need an associate partner they were still in the championship at the time and it was a big leap for us but i mean what an opportunity you know you got to take it with both hands and we were in there we were in a good position to do it and uh yeah it built from there um we always talk about the hollywood luck because from the day we we sponsored them they went on an 18 unbeaten game run um, they ended up making the playoffs. Um, they ended up succeeding and getting promotion to the Premier League. And their sponsor at the time, Utilita, couldn't afford to obviously make the step up to the front of Jersey for Premier League. And they asked if we wanted it. And uh, a huge gamble. Um, you know, it, there's a big difference between South Africa and the UK when it comes to sponsorship of front of Jersey. 
but um, we went all in um, and uh, it, it's been an incredible journey. Um, you know, we've developed a really good relationship with Brentford. Um, you know, their, their executive have very similar values and ethics to us, very much a family, a community-based club, um, very small club. I mean, they've moved to their new stadium, only seats 17,000. But um, the way they continue to run their team, build their team, the way they transfer, buy and sell players, the way they look after their fans, like we look after our customers is very similar. And uh, to go from 13th in your first season, which was incredible, to to 8th in the second, sorry, ninth, sorry, um, and being the best the best team in West London, um, you know, beating the likes of Chelsea and Fulham and and staying there. I mean, we've beaten all six top six football teams in our, in our stay in the first two seasons, which is quite incredible. Um, and yeah, we've just enjoyed the journey, really. I mean, we will call it luck, but... Um, yeah, what can what else can you say? Amazing story, but uh, you've made your own luck. No doubt about that. You've spoken a lot about the um, disruptions that you brought to the original industry. Devin, tough question to uh, to end with. Uh, you went to Maris Brothers, St Henry's Maris Brothers, and I'm wondering what the brothers who who taught you when you were at school think about uh, you becoming this uh, or your family being being so. Uh, iconic now within the betting industry. Do you find that a, a difficult uh, moral question, given that it's a Catholic school? Yeah, you know, it's um, yeah, it's 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 probably you know something that you know you're always going to get those kind of questions, and you know people have different ideas and different faiths. I mean, I, I, I my my brothers, we all were at Morris Brothers for for twelve years each, uh, from the beginning to the end. Uh, fantastic private school. Um, obviously now they. are They've dropped the brothers from the name because uh, it's co-ed. Um, I'm actually playing in their golf day today, which is quite exciting. Uh, if you see a few of my alumni and a few of the old boys, um, but yeah, I think I think you know it, it's one of those things. Um, probably, you know, you'd have to ask them how they felt about it. But I think for us, you know, when you look at the incredible work that we as Hollywood do um, in terms of giving back to our communities. Um, I think that probably stands out more than anything. Um, you know, you've got to run a you've got to run a business, and um, us as a as a betting company, we're heavily regulated. We 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 are a legal entity, and it's 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 been amazing how you know for us we we try to cut out the noise. We try to just keep down the straight and narrow because it just makes life easier. And um, I think when we we look at what we've achieved and what we do and what we do for our communities and everything, I think you know it, it kind of changes the perception when you look at the gate, you know, the role of betting in in our lives. And I think the fact that it's heavily regulated and it's um, you know it it's run in the way it is now and and heavily licensed actually protects the punter, it protects the industry, and it protects you know the people of South Africa when it comes to paying taxes and everything. So I think if you look at the contribution that way. I think when they look at what the success Hollywood has had, um, and I won't solely put that down to to the heifers, but because I always, I think, and Owen will always put it to the team, is that yeah, I mean, you've got to be proud of 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 where we come from, the morals we have, and I think yeah, you learn that through um, good upbringing and, and good schooling. So yeah, I think they'd be pretty proud of where we are. Today. And and just to close off with, because of the success, you would have. A- attracted quite a lot of interest from people who would want to buy the company. Um, big internationals, no, no doubt Pumalela when Marcus Yoster was driving it must have made uh, at least a look in your direction. 
What's the stance on that? Yeah, I think, you know, we've, we've always been very much focused on, on keeping control. I think that's probably been the big thing. I mean, we often get asked when are you going public, when you're going to list. Um, and it, it's never really been our kind of game plan. It's never been our kind of thing to use other people's money to build our business. We use the money that we generate ourselves through our own operations. I think, you know, I mean, if you look at Mark Schuster and Pomelela and all that, I mean, they were using shareholders' money to 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 run their business. Um, and I won't comment on where that's led to today, but the fact is we've always focused on ourselves. We, we've got a great saying, you know, kind of weed your own garden, you know, focus on, on your own problems and, and things that you've got to look after. And for us, I think the big thing, again, I'll take it back to our team and our 6,227 team members. I think if we didn't, if the business was in someone else's hands or was being run by someone else, they wouldn't understand the, the culture, the traditions, um, what this business means to people and the extended families and the communities that rely on this business. And it, it's not something we're really interested in. I, I don't think money is is the be-all and end-all in terms of what we, we fight for. I think the fact that we've got families and communities that rely on us is probably more important than anything else. And the fact that the business is running well, we're doing well, we, we're expanding, we continue to grow each and every day. And I think that's pretty much where we, we're very comfortable and we're enjoying it. So as long as um, you know we're in control of, of our own destiny, I think we'd rather leave it at that. Devin Heffer is with HollywoodBets.net and I'm Alec Hogg from biznews.com.